0: Pool party! Start your weekend off right. Everybody jump in. It's a pool party! Broadcasting live from the Azila Ultra Pool at the Sahara Las Vegas, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy, Q. We're here kicking it at the Azila Ultra Pool Lounge inside the Sahara Las Vegas. We're having a good time. My bad, I tried to hit you. My bad! <laughs> I had a beach ball and I tried to throw it to my man, but I.
1: <laughs>
0: my man. man. <laughs> I tried. I tried to hit you with the pass. It didn't work. Yeah. Where are you from? I'm Florida. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You having a good time? Good deal. Good deal. I know I got you next time. <laughs> I got you. I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm a, Yeah, you know I'm gonna get it right. I'm... Oh no, you good? You good? You can talk. Hey, nah, no, nah, You any time is good, man. I appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We having a good time. I tried to throw this ball, Mateo. I need you to hop on here. We got cover three NFL news and notes coming up. I tried to throw that beach ball. The first time I threw it to Jess, I did a really good job. Yeah, you were clutch that first go. What happened on that second one? I don't know. You should have tried underhand, maybe. (laughs) I wasn't going to make it underhand. I tried to put a little extra on it, and that thing went straight for about 12 seconds. Not even 12 seconds. Maybe about two seconds. And then all of a sudden it hit a hard left. Hey, that ball's in the water, though. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, good, good. (laughs) Everyone's having fun with it now. Nice. Now, see, and that's... That's what the point is, to have fun with the beach ball in the pool. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I see it now. Everyone's having a good time. And that's what we're doing. I mean, that's what it's all about, man. If you can't have a good time, then, then you're doing it wrong. My man that I was just talking to, uh, he's actually in town for Summer League. So uh, he had a little uh, hoops, hoops in his skill, you know, a little hoop skill going on. So uh, he's here for that. They're enjoying the pool. And then they're going to make their way over to Thomas and Mag, him and a couple of his uh, lady friends. And that's cool. And that's all you need to do. Come on by. Say what's up. Hang out with us. We got t-shirts, we got cups, I got tickets. How about this? Stephen Marley, theater at Virgin Hotels next Thursday. I got tickets to that. All you got to do is come on by and say, what up? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook you up just like that. You don't have to go through you no know, hoops, you don't have to register, you don't do anything. Just come on by and say hello. And I got you, got a pair of tickets just like that. My man Jason and Demi have made their way here, so uh, they're jumping in the pool enjoying themselves. And again, all it takes is for you to walk through those doors, walk on by, jump in the water, and enjoy yourself as well. So we're going to be here till at least 5 o'clock, but uh, the doors don't close till 6, so you have plenty of time to jump in the pool and enjoy yourself. And on top of that, the doors may close at 6 originally, but they're going to have Latin night later on this evening as well. So I think that that kicks off around 8 o'clock. So just hover around, (laughs) and you can enjoy the the weather. It's so cool, Mateo. I'm checking out this beach ball bouncing around in the water (laughs) right now. I mean, they're playing a full-on volleyball game in the water.
2: Man, this turnout is amazing. This place is awesome. I'll, I'm coming back. I'm coming back <laughs> for Latin night
0: tonight. I know you are. I know you are. What's up, boss man? How you doing? Appreciate you. All the folks here at the Sahara Las Vegas are fantastic. They make sure that we do a great job and make sure that they, they have us set up so we can do a great job. All the, uh, uh, you know, like all the set up for us, the couches, the tables, keeping us somewhat out of the sun, you know, giving us an opportunity to, to do what we do is, uh, is is here. So we definitely appreciate them because it's, the, it's not easy. I'll tell you right now, my computer is shut down a few times just cause it's so hot. We we have my man Patty putting his phone in ice trying to get his uh trying to get it to, it turned back on because it's so hot. But with all that being said, it's a good time being had by oh my man just came in. Get it! Get it! I see you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, get it! There you go. <laughs> get it <laughs> I don't know, but tell what the is that he's doing. What the- <laughs> I don't know, but it's groovy. <laughs> <laughs> he is grooving. And that's the thing about it, man. This is a no-judgment zone. We're going to groove. We're going to have a good time. We're going to party. That's what we should do. It's Friday. You're heading into the weekend. It's been a long week. You don't like your boss. And if you do like your boss, who cares? Just pretend you don't. Just leave work. Come on, hang out, and enjoy the festivities here at the Sahara Las Vegas. The Ultra oh, – Ultra, the Azilo, the, the, uh, excuse me, Ultra – pool is where we are at. and We'll be here at least till 5 o'clock. At least the show will go till 5. And after that, well, all bets are off. So there's that. Ari back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Uh, he's got that look on his face. I'm up here looking at him on the video. He's got this look on his face like he's angry because we're having such a good time. He should be a little jealous. Oh, he should be. <laughs> but I mean, look, the, look on his side, he's in the air conditioner. Right? I'll take this I'll, any day.
3: Yeah, I was about to say, I'll trade. If, if the <laughs> AC is, is the selling point, let's go. <laughs> I'm on my way.
0: I heard that. Well, I told you. I invite you. The invites always open for. Y'all, you, you got to do is leave work. Just tell your boss, just tell your boss that, you know, works overrated.
3: You know? Or or just, you know. Do, I mean, oops. look,
0: just just tell your boss that the works overrated. Jobs overrated. You're you're out of there. You're going to start the weekend off early.
3: Cue the jobs overrated. I'm going to start <laughs> my I'm about to start my week early. Bye.
0: <laughs> I heard that. No, Ari's doing a great job. We definitely appreciate I'm there in you. Spirit. There you go. That's right. And your spirit lives on and it lives on strong. So with all that being said, again, here at the Sahara Las Vegas, let's go ahead and jump into
3: Cover 3.
1: It's time for Q's Cover 3, NFL News and Notes of the Day, here
3: on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: So I want to start off with a move that the Kansas City Chiefs made this offseason that I thought was a sneaky good move that no one was really talking about. That's when they signed linebacker Drew Tranquil to a contract. To a, to a free agent contract. This is a guy that played for the Chargers, first of all. Had a really good season last year. 95 tackles, five sacks, a forced fumble, and an interception in 2022. And the Chiefs were able to, to, to sign him. And it's so funny because, and he was on NFL Total Access talking about this, and he was talking about the fact how much Andy Reid played a really big role in the recruitment and he just kept saying he kept hitting them up saying hey think red think red think red think super bowl think super bowl think super bowl like they made it so obvious that they wanted to have this linebacker in the mix that he couldn't he couldn't do anything else he decided that yeah the chiefs are where it's at and again i think it's a sneaky good pick that nobody's really talking about when you want to talk about improving defenses and he said this on thursday's uh, nfl total access he said obviously to me football's business football's also family I, put four, I poured my heart out there for four years in L.A. Unfortunately, things didn't work out, but I was honored by the way the Chiefs pursued me all the way from the front office down to the coaching staff. And again, going back to think red, think red, think Super Bowls. That was messages that Andy Reid was sending him trying to recruit him. So I just think that that's really a big deal. You know, especially I look at the Raiders' defense and I look at, you know, the free agents that they brought in, and we've always talked about the linebacker position, how they need to continue to try to upgrade that. And I just like the fact that, the Chiefs recognized they needed a big-time linebacker. They saw one out there and available and decided that they were going to pour everything in to go get and prioritize the linebacker position. And I know some people will say that linebacker position shouldn't be a priority in the NFL. It's almost like the running back position, right? It's really the value of the linebacker is not what it used to be. You know, it's not the same downhill thumper. You know, the, the, the guy with the big neck roll, it's not that guy, right? I mean, it's the guy that goes sideline to sideline, that can run with the tight end, but the Chiefs recognized it that hey they had they had a need there in that area and they wanted to go and and uh, and and upgrade that spot and so they did with Drew Tranquil uh, now in Kansas City so again a sneaky good move again 95 tackles five sacks a forced fumble and an interception in L.A. in 2022 now the other the other little nugget that came out today and you know it's the NFL offseason and you know it's July 7th when we're talking about a punter <laughs> Kevin Huber. A long-time punter for the Cincinnati Bengals. He retired after 14 seasons. <laughs> he said, I received it in 2009. I received a call that forever changed my life uh, from a from just a Cincinnati kid watching my Bengals at Riverfront Stray- Stadium to being drafted as their punter is something dreams are made of. The past 14 years have been beyond my imagination. I'm forever grateful for the opportunity to have been part of the Bengals organization. I may be signing off as number 10, but you best believe I'll be in the jungle chanting Houday alongside you all. Now, look again I'm not going to sit there and, and speak for 4 or 5 minutes on a punter but it's pretty cool that that was his childhood team he got that call it's just something special about playing for or being a part of something that you know means even more obviously being in the NFL in general and making you know game changing money is is awesome but to do it for a team that you rooted for growing up to get that call and being from that area must have been pretty cool. So after 14 seasons, he's hanging it on up. And, you know, just, again, happy for him because he was able to do it with his childhood team. How about Mark Ingram? He's headed back to college. What? What? He's yelling, roll tide? No, 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 no. After 12 seasons in the NFL, he's headed back to college. He is joining Fox Sports as a studio analyst. That was announced actually on Thursday. He said, I'm thrilled to join Fox Sports and big noon kickoff. So Mark Ingram is going to be part of that panel. That uh, is, is going to be on every Saturday morning, you know, getting you ready for college football. And I love College Game Day. I really do. I love uh, what's going on College Game Day on ESPN. I love what Fox Sports does. I just like to scatter shoot through the channels and watch all things college football. And it gets you, it gets me prepared for Sunday, which is NFL football. Like, I love college football, but I love it because it gives me a good chance to scout these players and then get ready for Sunday, which is NFL Sunday. But he's 33 years old at this point. He hasn't necessarily announced his retirement from the NFL. I didn't realize this. He's played 12 seasons in the league. He's had 8,111 rushing yards and 65 touchdowns on 1,817 carries. I didn't realize that. That's a a, a pretty good amount of yards, 8,111 yards, for a guy who a lot of his career has been not the lead back, right? He's been a guy that's been been running back by committee, as, again, we know how the running back uh, position goes. But still, over 8,000 yards and 65 touchdowns? In his career, Ari, I know that you you know you probably don't deep dive into all things Mark Ingram, but 65 touchdowns is nothing to shake a stick at.
3: No, oh, that's impressive. Very much.
0: No, it I is. Think. No, <laughs> are you sure he said? I think. Yes. No, I'm saying <laughs> I
3: my opinion. No, no,
0: no, no. You're right. I, I just I'm I'm impressed by that. You know, and again, he's not a guy that has been a, a, a full time starter all the time. I mean, that's the thing. Most of I mean, you think back to the time when. He was in New Orleans, and he was, you know, he was part of a, a dual back set. He went to Baltimore. He was part of, like, a quadruple set, starting with the quarterback being the most important guy. But, I mean, just to know that he's had over 8,000 yards in his career, 65 touchdowns, 1,817 carries, that's pretty, pretty impressive. And matter of fact, he's currently, you want to take it a step further, he's currently the Saints' all-time leading rusher with 6,500 yards, over 6,500 yards with, with that team. I didn't know that either, which, again, that to me doesn't feel like a whole lot of yards. But when you put it into this day and age of, of running backs and, and the way that they're used, it's not too bad. I mean, think about Josh Jacobs, who we talk about all the time. You know, I look at Mark Ingram's total carries, 1,817 1, in his career, and, again, 12 seasons. Josh Jacobs has played four years with the Raiders and has 1,072. Think about that. 1,072 in four years, Mark Ingram has at 1,817 in 12 seasons and has 8,111 rushing yards when Josh Jacobs has 4,740. And he has 40 career touchdowns where Mark Ingram has 65. But, again, I just think that he did a heck of a job. I remember him at Alabama, that he was a really good running back. And, of course, there was a run where Alabama was just putting out running back after running back after running back. And, look, we talk about Josh Jacobs, and he came from where? Alabama. <laughs> but Mark Ingram, uh, shout-out to him. I think he'll do a good job there on the Fox Sports being that studio analyst. Speaking of running backs, we'll keep on going with the running back position. How about Alexander Madison? You're probably thinking right now, who in the hell is Alexander Madison? He's the new running back in town for the Minnesota Vikings. Now that uh, that Dalvin Cook is, on his, is all out, he has an opportunity to be the primary back. He has 1,670 rushing yards on 404 career carries and 11 touchdowns through four seasons, but he's excited and pumped up for the opportunity now to be the lead back. And you know when we talk about value, and we talk about the, the running back position and how it's just not there. The Vikings, they signed him to a two-year, $7 million contract this offseason. Two years, $7 million. That kind of puts it in perspective, right, when it comes to the running back position. Think about this. Josh Jacobs and his franchise tag is one year, $10 million fully guaranteed. This guy signed a two-year, $7 million contract. So you wonder why they're able to move on from Dalvin Cook and say, yeah, we're comfortable with that. Because they have this much cheaper guy, much cheaper ready to take his spot and feel like, you know what, he'll do just as, just as well as Dalvin Cook, who is a much higher-priced guy. That's just, again, and we talked to Lee Steinberg in the first hour talking about the running backs and talked about just the reality of the position. It's just not what it used to be. Two years, $7 million. But, again, he's a north route, uh, north-south north runner. He averages four yards per carry. So they feel comfortable with going ahead and giving him the rock. If you average four yards a carry and I give you the ball three times, what happens? You get a first down. It's that simple. So when we ask and say, why in the world is the running back position so devalued? Well, it's because a guy that's making $7 million over two years can average four yards a carry as well as a guy that has a franchise tag for $10 million fully guaranteed in one year. Final note here for uh, in, uh, for uh, Cover 3 NFL News and Notes of the Day. Undisputed. I'm not a fan of the show. I'm not a fan of first take. I'm not a fan of undisputed. But I do find this to be pretty funny, and it's almost one of those I don't sit back and I don't get happy when people don't succeed, and by no means do I think Skip Bayless is not succeeding. He's succeeding in a major way that's almost sickening, right? I mean, he's succeeding so much that it's almost gross. But they're going on a break, and they're not going to be back till late August. According to Michael McCarthy at sports.com, Undisputed will be on a hiatus on uh, August 28th due to the struggles to find a replacement for Shannon Sharp. Part of the problem is that Sharp, a Hall of Fame tight end. Left too quickly. The other part of the problem, not many want to work with Skip Bayless. He calls the shots for the debate show. Basically, everything goes as he goes. He's the guy who's in charge of everything. You know, he at times makes people sound and look stupid, as he did with Shannon Sharp. And very much quickly, pretty quickly after him and Shannon Sharp got into it on the show one time, and Shannon was, and I'm not a big Shannon Sharp guy. But he was very angry and basically said, like, oh, you're going to disrespect me like that? You're my friend. And you're, going to call, you're going to disrespect me like that? He was out of there. So part of the problem is that Shannon bounced out quick. And the other problem is that a lot of people don't want to sign up for that job. Now, I guarantee you that somebody's going to take that job because somebody's going to want that paycheck, whatever the paycheck looks like, and so they'll do it. But I say it all the time. I would not want anything to do with that show. I wouldn't want anything to do with First Take. I wouldn't want anything to do with Undisputed. I wouldn't want anything to do with any of those shows. I was actually on uh, ESPN Las Vegas the other day with our, our friend Greg Salerno. He has his own little debate show, uh, and I forget what it's called. Oh, it's The Arena. It's called The Arena. I was on that the other day, and that's not even my vibe. I'm, I, I don't I don't go and I don't want to do a show to argue or whatever, whoever has the biggest argument, whoever's the loudest person. like I, That's not really my vibe. If we're going to argue, I'd rather bar- argue in the barbershop and, and, and call it a day. But it is what it is. But undisputed, that's, that's – again, I'm, I'm definitely not a Skip Bayless guy at all. Can't really stand the dude. And clearly there's not a lot of people lining up to do that job. Now, with the recent layoffs at ESPN, I'm sure somebody's going to say, hey, you know what, I'll, I'd love to take that job because, well, they don't have a job right now, so that makes sense. But I just kind of feel like that those shows at some point are going to phase out, and I'm probably wrong because <laughs> they're making so much money, and these guys that are on these shows are making so much money. So, you know, you're not going to make more money than the show generates. But, man, those shows are just, to me, they're scripted. They're just kind of, like, predictable. Again, not a big fan. And apparently a lot of folks aren't big fans of Skip Bayless because they're they're not lining up to do that. But one executive said that Bayless is so upset because he wasn't on the air for the NBA, all the transactions that's gone in the NBA because he's a big NBA guy. And apparently they won't be back on the show until NFL training camp. And as we know, the Raiders open up training camp around the 26th. That's their first day of practice. So uh, it's anticipated that that uh, Undisputed won't come back until, like, late August. So there's that. But uh, that's all I got for you for Cover 3 NFL news and notes of the day, kind of scatter shooting around the league, just talking about different little points. So I uh, want to hear from you, Raider Nation. We're here having a really good time at the Zelo Ultra Pool. Uh, we do this each and there, well, not each every week, but – You know, a couple times a month we're out here hanging out at the Sahara Las Vegas, and this this venue is amazing. You want to watch some games, you want to get a cabana, you want to have a party, maybe a birthday party, anniversary party, whatever it is, this is the place to do it. Of course, those are for rent, but it's free to get in, free parking. They got the LED video wall broadcasting multiple games. They got, the, uh, they got the DJ, as you can hear all the music in the background, azelolasvegas.com. Check them out, azelolasvegas.com. It's at the Sahara Las Vegas, and we're here at least until 5 o'clock with Radio Nation Radio 920. Third down and five on the 25. Wilson back to pass. Crosby in his face. Grabs Wilson around the shoulders and swings him down at the 34. Crosby with his second sack of the game does a strut. And the Raiders' defense gets a stop on third down.
3: Now back to unnecessary roughness with your boy Q.
2: Live at the Azila Ultra Pool.
0: Coming up in just a little bit, you'll hear from Max Crosby from, uh, from the Raider content day. JT, Eric Allen, and myself, we're at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. What's up, brother? My man Eddie Borselli's in the building. Here, sit on down, man. I gotta get, I'm going to put you to work. <laughs> My man's up here chilling. He's got his shorts on. He's got his shades on. He's like, Q, I'm in town. I'm going to come and say what's up. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to put you to work. Listen, man, there's nothing
2: better than Vegas right now. I can walk around in my sandals. There's 115 degrees out here. This is the life, man. Yeah. It's set up here.
0: It is. I mean, is this not amazing just looking at this pool and this this whole area here?
2: I thought back in it, before I booked Sahara, I was like, Sahara used to be like the OG yeah. hotel back in the day. I was yeah. like, that was the spot. And I had like my i was like i don't know what's gonna be like this
0: place is great man yeah this place is absolutely terrific man. it really is everyone's in the pool having a great time it's hotter than fish grease out here <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun so i gotta ask are you in town for Summer League? Are you in town for UFC? or Are you in town for both UFCX? Baby, we did nice. we did shows.
2: Uh, yeah. we did shows yesterday and today over at the Convention Center. UFCX. We got one more going tomorrow. Did a Hall of Fame roundtable with the guys going in the Hall of Fame class 2023. So we've been been killing it out here, man. Mm-hmm. UFCX. The people were lined up outside the building today at like eight o'clock in the
0: morning that's to get awesome. in,
2: and they were chomping at the bit everything. So it's been a, it's been a nice couple
0: days, man. So with this UFC event that's coming up, who do I need to be on the lookout for? Listen,
2: man, you need to be on the lookout for the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world, Alex Volkanovski. This guy is a generational guy. He'll probably be a Hall of Fame guy. You know, we've up here in 10 years. So he'll be another guy out here that we're talking about as one of the best of all time. He's just, he's a machine, man. So there's a lot of good fights on the card. Every time they put out a, a, a pay-per-view, a numbered event, these things are awesome. So a lot to look forward to, man, but it's... It It's nice to see the buzz, man. Vegas is really becoming the epicenter of the sports world, man. It really is.
0: No, it is. And I'm so blessed to be here. And I feel like I got here right in time, right when everything's coming. Of course, the Super Bowl will be here this year. And Eddie, you're on the morning tailgate each week. You know, talking Raiders, and we've been talking a lot of Max Crosby today on the show, and just what he can bring to the table. And he just, to me, he's a guy who gets better and better and better. And it's hard to continue to get better, but he does it, man. What do you see from Max Crosby? How he continues to grow?
2: Number one, when I said it uh, last week when I went on the show, uh, what I see from him is first of all his physique. First, that that tat, the new tatty. Yes, dad, it's awesome. He, it's an amazing. Let me get something like that. Amazing <laughs> tattoo. My wife would probably kill me, but no, he looks. <laughs> Physically leaner. He yeah. looks in, in, in a lot better shape. I don't know how you can get in better shape than when he does but look this guy came in and You could see the talent right away when he's a rookie right. The steps that he's taken every single year to become one of the best pass rushing defensive ends And not only that one of the most complete ends in the National Football League this guy's a superstar He just doesn't get the, the notoriety with for whatever reason with the you know the miles Garrett and those guys of the world But he will man. I, I just think he he's Morphing into that leader and that alpha that the Raiders need on defense. And like I said, I think this guy's the limit for him. It he really like could do it, it right? all, man.
0: Yeah, it feels like it. And, and one of the points that I keep bringing up is if he actually gets some help, what he could do. <laughs> Amen.
2: <laughs> Amen. I, I think they tried to do that last year, obviously, with yeah. Chandler Jones. I think they thought Chandler could be that piece. He had such success with Yana Kingakwe the year before, they were really like a dynamic duo um from that standpoint but i think they tried to replicate it but it's got to be in rookies hands now it's got to be tyree wilson it's got to be guys that can get after the quarterback and help this pass rush playing in the afc west playing in the afc with so many good quarterbacks these quarterbacks need to be on the ground man they they need to be they they need to be forced they they can't have clean pockets to throw or this defense is not going to be held up so he, he definitely needs some help i think the raiders tried to address it a little bit in the draft and free agency but you know, time will tell, man. nice can't do it by himself. Last year no. he was out there sometimes, you know, like a, like a man on an owl, trying to do it himself. Wasn't fair.
0: No, no, it wasn't. And, you know, it's funny, leading up to the draft process, you know, as you were on the tailgate, you kept saying, not a first-round corner, not a first-round corner, <sighs> uh, attack the trenches. And, you know, we, me and you went back and forth on yep. it yep. In, in good, you know, obviously, much respect, just kind of, you know, difference of opinions, but they went out and got Tyree Wilson, they went out and got Byron Young, you know, they, they addressed the, the defensive line also in the uh, free agency, and then they didn't get a corner until the fourth round of Ja'Cory and Bennett, so how much with those guys added to the, the defensive line, how much can they help keep kind of max crosby fresh to the end of games yeah it really
2: comes down to it i've been saying it for years man it comes down to those guys on the interior if you get that interior push from from guys that you drafted over the past couple years like farrell and 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 those guys it helps everybody man it really helps it helps the quarterback escape out of the pocket maybe the spin move didn't work for chandler jones but the interior rush made them you know made a quarterback move outside the pocket now chandler's standing right in his face i just think it's those it's those ancillary pieces man look you you say it all the time we're going back and forth on the cornerback stuff you got you need guys to cover yep. but also nobody can cover for 15 seconds <laughs> right. nobody can cover <laughs> right. for 17 seconds Facts. you know these guys can't be back there trying to cherry pick all and no, nothing's going to happen so i i have been looking forward for years you need the interior pass rush from somebody you need someone to step up yep. and be someone that can get after the quarterback you don't need someone in there that's going to have 15 sacks you don't need aaron donald right you need someone in this that's going to affect the quarterback and it's going to make everybody else's job easier
0: What do you think of Matthew Butler and Neil Farrell Jr.? They were drafted last year, and we didn't see too much of anything from them. Expectations for them this year?
2: Yeah, I think Farrell is starting to come into his own a little bit when it comes to the maturity, some of the things he said, Mm -hmm. what people are saying at practice a little bit. Again, I think there's so much depth in that position. They're gonna have to. A guy like Matthew Butler is gonna have to really stand out, or he could be a guy that, you know, we could be talking about at this time next year as someone that's not making the roster just because there's so much depth. So you, you want those guys, the first draft class for Zeke You want them to be, man. They don't have to be superstars, but they gotta be guys that are gonna uh, are gonna make some plays. And I think training camp's the way to do it. You gotta go out there in training camp and you gotta flash a little bit. I think Farrell is a guy that I uh, I'm watching out for to make. Uh, more of an immediate impact than Butler. I think Butler could fill that role in being a run stopper. Thing, but I think Farrell could be that guy that you want to see out there, and you want to see making plays for this defense. But they really need it. They've been dying yeah. for years, man. This just hasn't been that consistency of that position for this team for a long time.
0: No, it's really been a long time since they've had that kind of interior presence again. Eddie Barsillia is with us here at the Sahara Las Vegas. He's live on stage with us right now at the Zelo Ultra Pool Lounge. It's a fantastic place to be. The weather is amazing. Uh, obviously, the, the music is pumping the the food is flowing the drinks are flowing everything is is flowing all you got to do is come on out and hang out with us I did want to ask you about the secondary We know that, you know, Nate Hobbs is coming back. We're expecting him being fully healthy. Uh, You know that there's other guys, Amik Robertson, are going to be fighting for jobs. Uh, There's been conversations about maybe Marcus Peters being added to the mix. How do you see this secondary shaking out? Yeah,
2: I I still think there's going to be another veteran that has to be added to this group. Marcus? uh, uh, I mean, uh, he's the logical guy, but again, also, too, with those – Types of signings. Sometimes teams are more willing to do it after Week One when it's yeah. not the guaranteed money. I don't know if other teams are chomping at the bit to hire, but it only takes an injury here or there, and a guy like him is going to be gone. But you have a lot of youth at that position. You know, yeah. you have guys that Nate Hobbs could he could he go back to the form of being that ball hawk type guy. You don't have any necessarily number one guy. I don't know if Nate's going to be that, but again, you don't need a, a Darrell Rees on, on each side of the ball. Right. You have a lot of a lot of a lot of young players that are trying trying to make their way. Amie Robertson. Let's be real, man. He's he's on his last legs, probably. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, with his time at I the I thought Raiders that been, last year. That's I, what I said. I wrote him off last year. <laughs> I was like, this this guy might not be on the roster. And yeah. he started making some plays and stuff. So right. you know, you, you got to look at. You know, they they bring back Brandon Faison. I mean, there's there's guys there with some familiarity. There's no one's going to jump out, and and I I really like Bennett. I, yeah, think, I yeah. think Bennett could be okay. a guy. I think he could be. A solid starter in this league. You know, a Rockieson uh, last year, they weren't going to bring him back at that price tag. Right. So I, I think you got a guy like Ben. I think he can make an impact for this football team. And just keep Nate Hobbs healthy, man. It's not about being, you know, those top guys out there. It's about making some plays when it matters. So young group. I'm excited to see
0: him. Is Nate Hobbs, in your opinion, better to play on the outside of Patrick Graham's scheme or in the slot? So
2: I think he's better in the slot, man. I think okay. he's up there in and, and the receiver's faces, jamming. Let, yeah. You know, let's keep that hand away so it doesn't get hurt again. Yeah. I think, yeah. He, I think he's better there because I think he gives him that opportunity to jump some of those some slants, some inside routes to really make some plays. Sometimes when you get left on the outside as a corner, you know, teams are not gonna go if it's Nate Hobbs and it's a rookie, they're gonna go after the rookie every right. single time. You know, yeah. so maybe the ball's not coming in his area, he doesn't get a chance to make those plays. I wanna see him you know in there. I want to see him up against those guys. Making those plays because that's when you're gonna you're gonna make those game changing plays. But to me, he just looks like a slot. He plays like a slot corner. I know he he dabbled in the outside <clears throat> sometimes last year. Yeah, probably a year before. But to me, it's got to be in the slot for him. He's 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 a player that can make plays for this football team.
0: I know that Nate doesn't care where he plays. He just wants to be on the field. Oh, right? man. That's just who he had, no, which is great. You like that uh, that spirit? Just a guy that wants to go out there and play football. Final question for you: The Raiders went out and drafted Chris Smith, sixth round out of Georgia, safety. He's a guy that has ball production, like six, five interceptions, yep. six interceptions last couple years there at Georgia on way to win back-to-back national championships. How big is training camp and preseason for Trayvon Merrick?
2: Oh, my God, man. He, he's, he's been a guy I've been stomping the ground for for years. He, yep. The draft process, he was one of my favorite players coming out. Yep. I think any Raider fan would say, if they picked him in the first round and Leatherwood in the second round, they right. would be like, okay, no great, problems. no problem, man. <laughs> great. I, I, I say this on, on the morning table with the guys. I've said this before. When we were at a Raider training camp one year, we were talking to Derek Carr in his Trayvon's rookie year. Yeah. Carr was like, I just want him to, to act. I just want him to to, to react and yep. stop thinking so much. Like, yep. and it was he was like he's a rookie. He's gonna learn these things. But I think that I still think there's a lot of that from from Trey of thinking, out there. Yeah. I think he's just thinking too much instead of going out there and let his let his natural ability take over. Because I think he could be. We saw at times him playing that deep center field and, and being a guy that could be counted on back there. But. I, I don't know if it's just a mental thing with him, and he's just not, you know, it's not clicking for him. And so I, I, the regime of Patrick Kim—I hope they don't give up on the player. I hope right. they try to move him to different places and, and try to maximize what he can get. But it is a monster year for Trayvon Merrick. I mean, it, it's a guy that you have to look at a camp to say, is he going to be a guy that you can count on? Or right. is he just going to be another, you know, one of the... Just another guy. Just another guy. DRFs, yeah, yeah, Jack. Just
0: another guy. Yeah. And, you know. And uh, honestly, I think this training camp is so big for him in preseason. He's got to prove that he belongs on the 53-man roster, right? I mean, right. It's just, yeah, and until He, he wasn't, wasn't this staffs. And he was. Yeah,
2: he wasn't drafted by this. That's yep. that's the biggest killer for guys like that. If you, if you're drafted, guys like Matthew Butler and them. You're gonna get a longer leash because yep. they picked you and they select you. Other guys, they have no no problem moving on because it's not you know it's not their fault. Even though you're trying to right. you know coach and maximize all that things, you should think you should think that they would want to do that. Right. It's just not the case, man. But there, a lot of questions going into training camp. I can't believe training camp's like two, two weeks away, man. <laughs> it's, I, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it feels like it, it, the season just ended. But the buzz is the buzz is good here. As soon as uh, we know what's going on with the quarterback position, when when number ten's gonna get on the field, I think Raider fans will start uh, you know picking up some steam, but. Well,
0: well, you know what? I know I said that was the last question, but this is the last question. Jimmy G, Aiden O'Connell, obviously Brian Hoyer's in the mix. He's the backup right now. But Jimmy G is going to be a big question. Do you see Aiden O'Connell as a guy that could eventually be a franchise quarterback or do you think he's a a backup?
2: Yeah, I, I think franchise might be a little strong. Yeah. I, I mean,
0: look, I'm not okay. going to sit
2: here and say that I watched every single Purdue game. Right, me either. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, you want him to it, – it, it's not always the case, right? Is, is he a guy that could – turn into a top-level NFL starter. When I say top-level starter, I mean Derek Carr. I mean Kirk Cousins. I mean guys like that. I think he has all the tools to do that. I I think, but right now, as a rookie, he still has some things that are going against him. He needs an absolute perfect pocket to throw. He's not the most mobile guy. We all know how much Raider fans hated when Derek Carr wasn't mobile, wasn't getting out of the pocket, how much they screamed and yelled. Amy O'Connell's not going to be that guy. When he's in there and he's got a clean pocket, he can rip it. So I I think it's, it's super important. But the best thing that will probably happen is we probably won't see Jimmy Garoppolo at the earliest until week one of the regular season right on the field so Aidan O'Connell is, and Brian Hoyer is a guy that's always going to be here he's in his reps Aidan O'Connell's going to get a lot of reps in training camp it's True, he's going to get a lot of reps in the preseason game so you're going to be able to see a lot it's not like you're, there's a million guys ahead of him and you, you don't know what you're going to get you're going to see this guy a lot in the preseason and you'll be able to make out whether you know he's a guy that you can hang your hat on or he's again just another guy and you have to reset at the quarterback position once again next year.
0: Right, there's no doubt. Well, I'll tell you what, when training camp comes around, first day of practice is the 26th, so that's going to be here sooner rather than later. Well, this is fantastic, man. It's great to catch up with Uh, you here. I appreciate you coming on down. Uh, I got to ask you, the UFC, you got the channel on lock on on SiriusXM, what what all you got going on? Let everybody know about it.
2: Yeah, like I said, it's exciting. We did uh, SiriusXM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. We did shows yesterday. We did shows today at the convention center all day. Nice. The fans were down. It was great. We had live guests and all that stuff. Tomorrow, we have a, a special, like I mentioned, UFC Hall of Fame roundtable. Andreas Hale hosts that. Legends like Jose Aldo, Cowboy Cerrone, Jens Pulver nice. joined them. That's 3 o'clock Eastern on Channel 156. And then we have a special pre-fight live at 4 o'clock Eastern heading into the UFC card that goes to 6 o'clock. So exciting things out here, man. Vegas is great. Love being back. Fight Nation hasn't been out for a couple years, so it's good to be back out here with the people. And uh, I'm ready for an exciting weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you got the uh, podcast coming back sooner? Yeah, man. It, you know
2: that sometimes the UFC never stops. me. oh, I <laughs> it's know. Every, Believe it's every me, single I know. week I don't get the time. But yeah, <laughs> the, the podcast will be coming out soon. yards per attempt. You can get anywhere you get your podcast. Excited to talk some Raider football, man. It gives me great joy and, and heartache sometimes to talk about this football team.
0: But hey. you'll
2: get you get a new episode pretty soon.
0: <laughs> it's what we do. And then you can also check him out every uh, what Wednesday morning. Wednesday right? morning. Yeah, morning tailgate. Yeah, Eleven a.m. Uh, Eastern time. Eleven a.m. Eastern time. Eight a.m. Pacific time. Brasili, great guest on the morning tailgate. Great, great, great guest with us here. Appreciate nice you, brother. You, man. It's always Thanks great for having me. Absolutely. No doubt. Eddie Brasili right here with us. Yards per attempt is a podcast, but uh, Sirius XM, he's doing the UFC action. He's got all the Raiders action on lock. He's here with us in Sahara, Las Vegas. He's the man all over town. And that's just how it happens, right? You open up uh, things and people roll up and, and have a good time. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. Um, we'll try to get a little bit of Max Crosby in, maybe a few minutes or so. We'll see what Ari could do in the back end in the Family Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Rare Nation Radio 920.
3: Now back to
0: Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live at the Azela Ultra Pool. Many thanks to Lee Steinberg, super agent. Many thanks to Andre Snellings from ESPN. Many thanks for Ted Wynn from The Athletic. Many thanks to Eddie Brasilli from SiriusXM Radio, UFC's Fight Nation. He joins the morning tailgate each and every Wednesday at 8 a.m. You want to make sure you tune in to him. He's got a lot of Raider knowledge, plus all things UFC as UFC action is going on this weekend here in Las Vegas as everything is going on this weekend here in Las Vegas and many thanks to my man Ari who I try look like, I like to peel back the curtain a little bit this dude has been navigating through all kind of hell and high water right this guy's been dealing with me a computer cutting out because it's so hot out here his computer cutting out because well his computer cuts out I mean just all kind of crazy wonky things have gone on so far in the show but unless I told you that you really wouldn't know. So Ari's done a fantastic job. So Ari, we definitely appreciate you and your efforts. Thanks so much to Sahara Las Vegas, excuse me, for all the hospitality that they have for us each and time we're out here. Uh, Mateo, great job, man. You've been holding it down a major way. And definitely, Raider Nation, appreciation to you. chiming in either on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187 keyword rnr or the raider nation listener line at 702-365-9200 very deep into the weeds today when it comes to max crosby and expectations for 2023 so if we're going to talk all things max crosby we got to close things out with max crosby right i mean that's the only it's only right so earlier this uh off season myself jt and eric allen were at the intermountain healthcare performance center raiders hq Raider Content Day, and one of the main people we talked to, we talked to Dave Ziegler, we talked to Jacoby Myers, we talked to Andre James, we talked to Marcus Epps, we talked to plenty of guys, Brian Hoyer included, plenty of guys there at that day, but we had a conversation with Mad Max Crosby. We're not going to give you the full meal deal here because that's almost about 20 minutes long, but here's about the first few, four, I don't know, four or five minutes of Max Crosby from that day, and we started off just talking about Raider Content Day and how much fun he was having.
1: You know, it's it's a lot. You know, you got to get a lot of things done, but uh, I'm having fun with it. You know, at the end of the day, like I was just telling them, I'm blessed. Uh, you know, we're all blessed just to be here, um, and we're just excited. It just means football is getting closer. Um, we got mini camp this week, so... We're fired up, man. What is it
0: like for you now? You are the veteran. You mentioned before that you, you want to help mentor a Tyree Wilson. Chandler's going to do the same thing.
1: But it's, it's just a different role for you as the face of the franchise. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's uh, that's been a huge focus of mine is just taking that next step as a leader, um, you know, speaking up a little bit more uh, when needed, and uh, just being my full self, you know, not, not, shying, not shying back when I uh, – I I think something is wrong, you know, speaking up, holding everybody accountable and, you know, holding myself accountable because they see what I'm doing on a daily basis and um, they already know I'm not going to leave a box unchecked. So, you know, I feel like I've earned that right to now take that next step and, you know, hold everybody accountable and lead the way I want to lead. So I'm fired up about it. You're the
3: guy now, Max. I mean, wherever you go, it's like the cameras are on. And but but first, give me give me some dad stuff. What, what, what's going on with the baby, and how how how's that uh,
1: how's that going? It's been amazing. You know, yeah. uh, she's not even eight months, and she's flying around the house. <laughs> does she you sleep? Does she, give you, does she sleep at night or what? <laughs> she yeah, she's she's getting better. Okay, she's a little inconsistent at times, but. Um, no, she's active as can be. She's throwing things at me now. <laughs> she's trying to talk. She's saying dada a million times. But we're having so much fun with it. Yeah. Uh, just seeing her grow has been incredible. And so, how yeah. has that change helped uh, the dynamics of the off-season workout, what you're doing, and things like that? Yeah, you know, it just every time I come home, I know uh, I'ma <laughs> be ready for <laughs> war. You know what I mean? It's gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'ma go out and run 18 gassers. Oh, you know? Yeah, you already know. at home, right? 100 percent, exactly. I just spend a little bit more time in the hot tub and cold tub. No, but it's it's honestly it's amazing. That's uh, awesome. Just seeing her grow, it's been the coolest thing ever. You know, time's flying, and everybody says has, has said the same thing to me, like. You don't realize how fast it goes. Yeah. Just t- you know, take advantage of every moment, um, and just you know, be present. And that's that's really all I've been focused on. You know, obviously, you know, besides being in the building, when I'm when I'm out is just being present with my daughter, and it's been it's been really cool. Awesome. So
0: nice. Let's take a look at you with the alumni out at practice, and this means a lot to you. And I've seen that development knowing you since you've come here, and how important these moments were for you with Phil and Craig Townsend. What's it been like, and how much study time do you put into the history of the Raiders? Because all these guys want to see you first when they show up at practice.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's something that I really took serious when I came into the league. You know, uh, being a part of the Raiders is not like any other organization, and uh, the history is, is you know, one of a kind. And uh, I've really taken the time to learn about, you know, the past teams and the history of this organization, and there's so many legends and so many guys that really changed the way the game is played. And, uh, you know, like Phil, like Phil and uh, – <laughs> Ted Hendricks and you know being able to like know their not just them but their families and like taking the time to you know really learn who they are as people and what made them who they were. And uh it's been incredible. I remember being in Oakland my rookie year, well it was actually Napa for camp, and Phil came and talked to the whole team. And uh I told like in that video, I told him, I'm like, You changed my mindset. Like he had this speech that was (laughs) it was the wildest, (laughs) wildest speech I've ever heard, but it really hit home because that's what really what it takes to be, you know at that level be a dominant defense. And those guys are the ones that I look up to. And it's it's incredible. I,
0: I just want to follow up with Ted Hendricks. I'm so happy you said that. Yeah. If you look at his career and what he did off the edge on special teams, blocking kicks, you've had a little bit of that go on. And then just to be a hybrid guy that can go from one side to another, your conditioning now. What's different? I mean, you're a big UFC guy. What are you <laughs> changing and evolving with when it comes to your conditioning?
1: Yeah, honestly, you know, that's that's always been something, you know, people like to point out is, you know, <laughs> being a white DN, the first thing you hear is blue collar, he works hard, big motor, you know, like that's what they talk about. And you really, you know, you can't avoid that. But right, right. at the end of the day, like I truly, like my conditioning is something I feel like separates myself from yeah. everybody else in the league. And uh, I take it super serious. And, uh, you know, boxing has been a big thing these last two years, you know, doing a lot of boxing, uh, training training, which is a whole different type yeah. of training, you know, whole yeah. body, like really will take you to a different place, you know, when it comes <laughs> to conditioning yep. and cardio. So, yeah, me, like, for me, I have my, like, base routine of what I do, my extra, you know, you always see me doing the hundreds and, like, gassers and things out to practice. But bringing other guys along with me has been, been also a big part of that. And, you know, just exploring, like, I, re- I went on a 10 mile run when I went to Miami for the UFC fight. Um, uh hunter campbell um he's he works with dana uh he like called out the room he's like all right tomorrow morning you know i'm going on my runs and everybody's like no nah, we're not going with you <laughs> and he's like we're running 10 miles and i'm like all right screw it i'll go with you what? and I've, I've never done anything what like that and i ran 10 miles on my in miami like Oh, hot as, like, oh human, my goodness. and I just, I really, like, this offseason has been just, like, really testing myself and yeah. putting myself in, in deep waters when I don't know if I can float <laughs> or not, right, right. Right. and that's just, like, been a challenge, but that's what, it, it's a that's direct translation, it. and yes. I go out on the field, and I'm never worried about, all right, do I have to take, you know, a little myself. bit off and right. pace myself, like, you know, I, I feel like I can go all day, and I've just gotten in better and better shape as, as the year's gone on.
0: Speaking of alumni, Matt Millen told me last week that, that you're a guy that looks like a Raider right just I mean just the way that you you handle your business and he said that he always told Howie Long that you weren't that good he's like Howie you're not that good you got to keep pushing yourself (laughs) what do you use to keep pushing yourself because you know where you're at but you always have told me I want to be better I want to be better I'm working on my craft
1: yeah honestly like I'm so far from where I want to be not only you know from a personal standpoint but as as an organization I want to win that's the number one thing Um, I put, I I literally start from in January and I don't stop (laughs) until January. (laughs) And like, I want to be playing in February. I want to be playing in the biggest games. I want to be on TV. I want everyone to see the work I'm putting in and see what this team is doing. And, um, you know, I take a lot of pride in that. And, you know, obviously, you know, the money and all that's cool, but like, that's not why I started playing football. I started playing in second grade. I've been playing my whole life. Yep. This is what I've I, I want to do. This is my legacy. I feel like God put me on earth to play football, and be an example um, of overcoming adversity. And like, I really, true, I, I truly believe like this is just the beginning for me i feel like i'm going to take a whole nother step this year and in these next five to seven years i'm really going to be entering my prime and being the best version of myself and that's why i take it so serious that's why i talk about my craft and my work ethic and i really talk about it because i take it so serious and i do it on a daily basis and that's all i know and um i really want to maximize my career at the highest level and that's why i put so much into it and um you know, I feel like, you know, my legacy at the end of the day is, is the most important thing of what I what I leave. Um, you know, when I'm done is is everything.
0: So there you go. Max Crosby from Raider Content Day. That was on the Raider Roundtable. I'm trying to see what the world this is. There's a creative plate that's coming up here. What in the world is that what is that? What is that? Firecracker roll. Firecracker roll. That looks like a firecracker. Unbelievable. I'm out to I'm out to ask Millette, my man Patty, I'm gonna have to ask them how that is that looks amazing some more food just rolled in here at Sahara Las Vegas at the Ultra Lounge we're hanging out the Ultra Pool Uh, we're having a good time man Uh, it doesn't close till six o'clock so you still have plenty of time to come on by and hang out with us but yeah I just thought that was appropriate to go ahead and end things off with a little bit of the Max Crosby sound because we've been talking a lot of Max Crosby on today's show and I mean there's if the Raiders had three Max Crosby's (laughs) it'd be a wrap of course every team says if they had three Max Crosby's it'd be a wrap but you know he's just he's just one of those players that as he said he's going to get into his prime in the next few years like he's not even there yet so it's scary to think how good this dude could be and what he's working on and I'm interested to see he said he's going to say it after the season what his motto for 2023 was but he told Ted Wynn who we talked to at 330 uh, when he put out that piece on The Athletic he told him I got a new motto for 2023 and he's excited about it he's got new goals in 2023 so i want to see what that's all about so uh, many thanks to everyone who chimed in and thanks to all the guests that we had on the show today now my man ari who's back in the finley cadillac performance studio he's got a job each and every day as we close out the show he's going to hit us with the national days of the day days of the year whatever it is i've never been a big fan of the national days because there's so many of them some are silly but Ari's doing a good job, or at least he said he's going to do a good job on finding some really good oh, national days. So, no, I'll I, <laughs> I, I believe you when you do it consistently. Let me know. All baby. right,
3: let's do this. And my plan is always to um, to make you mad and to get you to like these days instead, okay. of, instead of hating on them. And here's All a right. good one, too. July 7th is National Day of Rock and Roll, which uh, I will not use this weird description about getting your groove on. But, yeah, this is the, uh, the beginning of rock and roll. And they got this right, too, I'm proud to say, because there is uh, – there's some confusion sometimes, uh, revisionist history, about where it came from. It began in the late 1930s from African-American music containing combinations of jazz, R&B, gospel, and country music. And we're going to celebrate as they tell us to, which is to listen to some rock and roll music through the years, beginning with the 50s. I'm going to just play this real quick. Good. This is the godfather of rock and roll. Oh, a, a little sample. Hey. Yeah. OK. Oh, Yeah, that's your era, right? The 50s, Oh, right? wow. <laughs> wow.
0: Shots fired.
3: Oh, wow. No, that's I that's like it. it. So I, you hey, go. you know
0: what? If if that could, if I could claim it, I would. I really right? would. Greatness, I like to claim.
3: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and so that
0: is greatness. OK, so I like that. It's
3: an educational day. You learn. Uh, they want you to. There are seven ways. I'm not going to go through these. They're a little ridiculous. You can't learn to play an instrument in one day, so that's silly. No. But uh, yeah, create a playlist with your favorite rock songs. Start a band.
0: No, I <laughs> Share can't do that. Your,
3: and then here we go again. Share your love of rock and roll on social media.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna uh, do that either. Photos and tagging. But out. I do like I, I I'm I like all music. You know, I'm a I'm a big Same. I'm a big fan of all music. I mean, obviously, I don't dig deep into every single genre, but uh, I could appreciate good music and and good rock and roll is good music. So yeah, oh, yeah, good one, Ari. That's hey, there you go, man. That's the way to end the week on a high note, man. There you go. I can't even get mad at you for that one. And I won't get mad at this either. Call number nine right now, 702-365-9200. We're going to get you in to win, in to win. We're going to get you in to win four tickets to the Aviators game if you get registered for that. Then you'll get qualified for that trip to NYC. It's the Lotus of the Summer of Fun. We've been doing it. We're going to keep doing it, and we're going to try to get you hooked up. So right now, call number nine, Ari standing by in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, 702-365-9200. He's going to get you hooked up just like that. And I'm out of here. Sahara Las Vegas, the Ultra, uh, Zelo Ultra Pool and Lounge. We're hanging out here. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go dip my toes into the pool before I head over to Summer League and have a good time. But uh, many thanks to all of you, Raider Nation. Have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Do what you do. Stay hydrated, and make sure you join us on Monday morning. Morning Monday morning, eight a.m. seven a.m. Matter of fact, with the morning tailgate on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty.